health is not a look, it's not a weight, it's not a pant size. You know, health is just all in your habits and how you're treating yourself. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek, author of Holistic Endurance Training, the Integrated Approach to Thriving as an Athlete. Today, I'm talking to someone who knows all about thriving as an athlete. Emily Kaufman is a retired Division I athlete who is tired of girls feeling like they have to go on diets and strict workout plans in order to be healthy and reach their goals. She launched Girls Gone Healthy, a podcast where she helps overwhelmed girls learn where to start when it comes to getting in shape, feeling more confident in their body, and eating right. I love talking with Emily because her passion for wellness is evident, and she's not proposing anything extreme. The fitness industry would like us to believe that you could get results by taking a potion or a pill or a shake, that you can get results quickly with quick fixes. And honestly, things that just don't make any realistic sense. Getting in shape, feeling more energetic, becoming more confident, this is all stuff that takes time. And Emily, in this show, has some great examples and actionable tips that she's going to share to help you get there. I hope you enjoy this interview with Emily Kaufman. Welcome to the show, Emily. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. So I just want to get right into your story because I think that you have a great story. You started out as a division one athlete and then you experienced some problems or issues surrounding the amount of weight that you had gained because it wasn't necessarily in the right range for your sports. And yet you had access to tons of people who could help you with your fitness and your nutrition. Can you kind of start from the beginning and tell us a little bit about what your sport is and just a little bit about that journey? Yeah. So in college, I was a division one athlete. As you said, I was a coxswain for the rowing team. So for those that don't know what that is, it's the small person that sits in the back of the boat. So I'm not actually rowing, but instead I'm coaching, I'm directing, I'm steering. And so it's a small seat that you have to fit into. And you also have to be 110 pounds and you get weighed in before every race. And so I did this before college. I was recruited to come to college. So I was this one position for eight years and had to weigh the exact same. And that's just like a hard stat to hit no matter who you are. And so I never struggled too, too much. I, you know, was always a little bit under. I tried to get a few pounds up before race day. But then when I came back into my junior year, I was overweight for the first time. I was about 10 pounds up. And I struggled so much with getting my weight down because I'd never had to do it before. And, you know, I just went through this whole journey of trying all these meal plans, trying to add in more cardio, you know, all these fad diets, just anything I could. And after struggling for like two years throughout college, I ended up graduating, never hit the weight once again. And after college, I was like, okay, I call it quits. This was way too hard. I felt like awful about myself. You know, I didn't feel like an athlete. I couldn't even hit the number on the scale. Yeah, I can imagine that that's super frustrating, especially when you're you were recruited for this position. And, and I think it's interesting that you did have access to all of these people who were supposed to help you along this path. 
What are some of the th- reasons why you think that even with that s- all those resources that you weren't able to get to the weight that you needed to do the sport? Yeah. So I think my issue was just, I didn't personally have the education. So Mm -hmm. I would go out to these people that, you know, that's their job and their masters in it. And I'd be like, Oh, help me. And they could create a perfect meal plan. But then, you know, what about on the days that I'm traveling? And so I'm at the airport and I'm like, well, I can't find grilled chicken and broccoli here. Or like what happens on the weeks when you're traveling multiple days. And so I haven't even gone grocery shopping. You know, there's so many instances where I couldn't follow the plan exactly as they wanted. And in those situations, I didn't know what a good alternative was. I didn't know what good substitutions were. And so I think that there's just such a disconnect as in the education that I was getting, which was like, okay, soda has this many grams of sugar. And I was like, okay, but I'm not drinking soda. And then the meal plan that I was getting that was so rigid, I didn't know all the times in between what I should be doing. Well, and I think that's interesting too, because a lot of times people that are in competitive sports, they try to cut calories and cut calories and cut calories. And that's actually part of the problem because they aren't fueling their body properly. And they're only worried about the restrictions and the increasing of exercise. And sometimes that just sets your body into a whole path that's working against you. So what did you Mm -hmm. find out once you graduated and kind of started doing things on your own, what was that path like in terms of how you're learning? Yeah. So at first it was complete. Like I did nothing. After I graduated, I didn't join a gym. I was so sick of it. I was like, okay, I was an athlete and I wasn't doing well. Why would I like push myself even more? But after about a year of not doing anything, I was like, okay, I really miss it. I'm just going to start doing what I enjoy. So I started going to group fitness classes. I started, you know, doing the things that felt better for me. And that's when I realized, like, it could be so much simpler than I was making it, you know, just by starting to add in these um, smaller routines, just one class per day, or, you know, adding in more veggies. This is when I was noticing big changes that I never even noticed earlier on. And so that's why I kind of wanted to start educating myself on like, okay, how can I do this by myself? Yeah, I love that. And I think it's important for the audience to know too, that this really isn't a story about what you look like or what the number on the scale says. You have a podcast And it's called Girls Gone Mm -hmm. Healthy, and it's all about health and making good decisions, right? Do you want to tell us a little bit about your your podcast and what your mission is with that? Yeah. So as you said, it's focused on health. And health is not a look. It's not a weight. It's not a pant size. You know, health is just all in your habits and how you're treating yourself. And so that's why I went on to start this and as a way to educate and empower people of, okay, no, you don't have to follow strict plans. You don't have to follow a certain diet. Like you can be healthy just by doing these small changes. And so that's kind of what I had learned in college is I was trying to hit that weight for two years, not because of a look, but because, you know, that's what my position was. Mm -hmm. But when I was trying to hit that was when I was doing the most unhealthy things. You know, I started going on like an almost liquid diet of protein shakes just because it was easier to count calories that way. And I looked my worst because I was just so bloated and I had so much sugar and there was just so many things I was doing that that was the unhealthiest I was. And now that I've actually gained weight, I like wouldn't be able to hit that number anymore. But I'm healthier now. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to shift people's perception of 
okay, there's so many things that you don't need to be worried on with your health. You know, it's things that are already in your control. I got in a discussion around this with my daughter and some of her friends. She was an acting major and there's a pretty good dance school associated with her university where they weigh their dancers and you have to hit your weight is part of your grade. And so if you're not hitting weight, your, your grade is in jeopardy. And we were talking how, especially from high school throughout your college years, how your body just, the shape of it changes, not because, not necessarily because of anything you're eating or, you know, just because you're growing and you're, you're maturing. And then, you know, if you're in a sport or if you're a dancer and you're really working out, you're probably also developing muscle, which is also going to affect your body composition, which affects your weight. And so there's like, so, there's just so much more to it than hopping on the scale. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it because, you know, even from high school athletics to college athletics, you are working out a lot more. So then in turn, you're eating a lot more. And so, you know, that might be muscle or also stress, right? A lot of people experience extreme stress with competing in college and just living on your own for the first time. And that does affect the scale. So yeah, there's so many things that play into it that I wasn't even looking at. The only thing that I was looking at is how can I burn more calories and how can I consume less calories? Right, right, right. So you on your, I think on your blog, say that there's four areas that your podcast really focuses on. Do you want to tell us what the four areas that kind of the umbrella that you talk about on your podcast is? Yes. (laughs) So the four pillars are mindset, balanced nutrition, movement, and then habits. So mindset was the first big shift for me. You know, that's what made the shift once I was out of college of actually starting to take the health. You know, I wasn't looking at it as I have to hit certain numbers or certain goals, but more how am I living overall? So the first one was mindset. Then balanced nutrition. You know, there's no set plan that's healthier than another. And also, even if there was, like, what are the chances you're going to hit it if you're trying to do like a complete cold turkey of cutting everything out. So, you know, you need to have that balance of the foods that you like, the foods that make you feel good. It's all about balance. Um, The next one was movement. So, you know, obviously that's a huge one, but I hate to say, oh, you have to do a gym workout or Mm -hmm. you have to even do a workout in general. There's so many beneficial movements as in just going for a walk, taking the dog on a walk, grocery store walking, right? These things that we don't even think of as exercise still counts as movement. And then the last one is habits. So if you don't make any of this nutrition, movement, mindset things into a habit, then that's where you're not going to see the long-term change. It's slowly building up into time over time and able to build it into your lifestyle. So it sounds like you pretty much have the same philosophy of this stuff that I do in terms of Mm -hmm. making small changes, focusing on your habits and just a sensible approach to health, nothing extreme, just being consistent. Exactly. Because if you're looking at this for the long term, you know, you're not just trying to run a race in three months and then call it quits. Like you do want things that are sustainable. And so those are the smaller changes. Yeah. So as you 
got more into group fitness. Did you find a love for group fitness? I did. So when I started going to the gym again, I signed up for just a regular gym and I would go in and I found myself so lost. (laughs) Like I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what a good workout was to build for myself. I'd always been told this is what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And so it started over time, like I would go and I had a plan. And then over time, I just kind of would start stretching more and just warming up and then leaving because <laughs> there's nothing to hold me accountable. So then when I found group fitness, that changed the game for me because I could just roll out of bed, show up. They already had the playlist together. They had the workout together. You had the energy of the group around you. And it almost felt like I was on a team again. And so I started out with some cycling classes and I really enjoyed that. So then I branched into more boot camp, into some yoga, and now I just kind of try them all because I think it's such a fun atmosphere to be a part of. And I think that that's a big part of it too, is just making it fun because why you're not going to be motivated to get up and do something that feels like a chore or that you don't like. So I I do think it's important to, you know, play around and do lots of things if lots of things in community, like you, you were talking about, it felt like you're part of a team again. Have, what what are some of the things that you've noticed just in terms of like the atmosphere or the, the group atmosphere in the course of classes you've taken? Yeah, well, I love having that instructor up there because it's kind of like having a coach where they're helping you. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you're not competing against the people around you. You know, like they want you to come back. They want you to have fun. So they're there kind of as your cheerleader. And so that's what I love about having them there. And then also you said, you know, you should make it fun. That's how you'll get to do it. Like all exercise isn't for everyone. Like I'm not a big runner and I'd love to be a part of some of those running clubs that go out on the weekends. Like that seems fun to me, but I've tried it. And it's just not for me. And I that's fine, right? Like, I'm not going to keep forcing myself mm-hmm. to do something that I don't want to because that's how you're going to just get burnt out. And I think that's so true, too, that you really can develop like a close-knit family feeling with the people that you work out with because you see them at the gym, especially like if you're going to a gym and you're seeing them every single time you go. I know when I was uh, 11, 12 years ago, we had this group of moms where there were like 16 of us and we all did small group training together. And then we would go work, do our cardio together and go to group fitness classes together. And it really was like this great community and our kids all would, you know, if we weren't in the mood to go to the gym, our kids would drag us to the gym because they wanted to see their friends in the nursery. So I I do think that Mm -hmm. that's a really great part of group fitness classes. If somebody wants to join a gym, which is kind of hard right now in some areas in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is a little bit hard. But yeah, just having that group environment too, because yeah, there are the people that I see all the time and I don't even know too much about their personal lives, but I'm like, I've worked out with you for a year now. Um, And so it's just kind of, you know, seeing those familiar faces and it does just help so much with your like, mentality of going through the workout too you know it's not oh I'm going there to beat myself up and to hit a personal best and blah 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 which was what all my athletic workouts were like it's more like I'm going to enjoy it and de-stress and it's a huge change that I really enjoyed yeah you said something about um not really knowing that much about some of their personal lives 
there was a time when our whole group, somebody had invited us to do something together as a group. And so the first time we all got dressed up and went out together, there were people who didn't even recognize each other in regular clothes with their hair down, out of their ponytails, makeup on. It was like, oh my gosh, that's what you really look like. (laughs) That's so funny. So tell us, what does healthy look like to you now? Yeah. So the way that I like to describe healthy is it's being educated in your choices. So I think of healthy as a choice. So I know the consequences of not working out and I know the consequences of only eating desserts, not having any meals. You know, Mm -hmm. I know those consequences, but at the same time, that's not going to prevent me from never eating dessert or it's not going to prevent me from not taking rest days, right? Like I know the balance. And so Healthy to me is not, you know, hitting a certain number of, oh, I go to the gym five times per week. It's just having that balance of feeling my best because I have been moving my body, but then also I've been treating it right by resting it. And so it's all enjoying that balance in between. And balance is such a great word. Yeah, because I feel like when people start out on their health routine, they're like, okay, I'm going to start getting healthy today. Like as if it's something you can mark in your calendar and you can throw away all the food in the fridge and like stock up on just all these greens and like healthy foods. And it's like, okay, but like how long are you going to be able to sustain that for? Or like, even if that is the healthiest nutrition wise, you also have to think about your mental health. Like, okay, how is restricting that going to be for you? Yeah. And I think that what goes along with that is we all expect this immediate change, immediate gratification, And then when you aren't patient, when you want those changes right away, you you get frustrated when, you know, two weeks from now, when you've flipped that switch and you said, okay, I'm going to go stock the fridge and I'm going to do all these things, these really drastic things. And then two weeks from now, when you haven't seen whatever result it is that you expect, you get discouraged and you want to quit. So I like, I like that you mentioned balance a lot, just because that's that's an important piece of it. It also prevent helps prevent injuries when you're mm-hmm. training if you're not going super hardcore 7 days a week and skipping your rest days, right? Exactly. Cuz I feel like people just think, "Oh, I got to do more, have more, train more, 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 more in order to get to the finish line faster." But sometimes it is, you know, taking a breather, taking a rest that will actually help you the most. So what tips do you have for helping people develop new habits? Yeah. So what I do for the first one, usually when I talk through people, is knowing your why of going into the healthy habits. Because when I look at my own story and I was in college, my only why was to hit that number on the scale. And change is really hard, never mind physically changing your body. So that's going to be one of the last things to change. Like you're going to notice all of these changes beforehand, like with your energy levels, how you're sleeping, things like that, way before you'll notice the weight changes. So (laughs) I think that just knowing your why, and you could have multiple too. It doesn't have to necessarily be one, but just something that's not appearance-based. And then... After that, I like to focus with people on the big rocks. And so what I mean by that is there's like a childhood story that at least I always grew up with where you have a jar. And if you fill it with sand and small pebbles first, then you're not going to have room for the big rocks. Whereas if you put in the big rocks first, then you can fill it up with sand. And I think when people 
start saying, okay, I want to be healthier. They'll focus on the little rocks of, okay, should I be doing cardio two times per week or three times? Should it be before strength training or after strength training? How many carbs is it? is in the broccoli? How many calories is in the strawberry? And that's all the little sand. Like the big rocks are, how can you move that needle with your nutrition of maybe add in more veggies? Not that it matters what calories are in it. And how can you include more movement, not the quote unquote perfect workout? And so I think that when you make those shifts of knowing your why and then changing your focus, that's when you can start to really build momentum. Yeah, I like that a lot. Now, what are some of the mindset things that you talk to people about? Yeah, so for me, knowing my why, it's a lot to do with energy. So I think that, you know, when I'm fueling my body right, I'm nourishing it, and I'm getting in some movement throughout my day, then I have a lot better energy. And so I don't want people to just like take my word for that, but I say like, think about that in your life. So people will go to Starbucks for coffee and the process of going to Starbucks, waiting in line, getting the coffee, coming back takes about 15 minutes. And they think that that's exactly at least. And they think that's worth it because they know that the caffeine that they get gives them energy. But you could also just go for a 15 minute walk and that can build up enough endorphins to give you energy. So when people say, oh, I can't work out today, it's a waste of time. Well, when you shift their mindset of like, okay, well, what about the coffee that you're drinking? What about all these short-term fixes, which there's nothing wrong with having coffee. I drink it plenty. But just your excuses, like, that's never really a good excuse for me. I'm like, even just like a 15-minute walk could give you more energy and a longer-term effect than just grabbing the Starbucks every day. Yeah, so... I was talking to one of my neighbors and we were talking about, it's been really hot here in Kansas. We're finally, it's finally cooled off a little bit this week, but it's been really hot and super humid and we're runners. And so somebody was asking me, you know, I came back just drenched in sweat one day and the neighbor stopped and talked to me and I was like, well, yeah, I walked a lot, but what I've been doing is I've been doing intervals because to me, I know that if I go out and get my run in, I'm going to have so much more energy for the day. And so you have the choice. Do you skip the run because it's too hot, knowing what your benefits are in terms of your energy and the health benefits? And so we started talking about, you know, well, why don't you go out and do some intervals? Run a little bit. You know, set your watch, do the intervals. You don't have to be so hardcore about, oh, I'm going to run three miles and I'm going to do it all without stopping. Just go out and do it in whatever way your body will let you do it in this weather. And that's going to give you way more benefits than completely skipping the workout. And so we talked about that. And my neighbor's been doing it too. And he's like, yeah, you're right. That's so much better than just giving up on it because, you know, you give up and then you have to start all over in the fall when it finally cools off, which brings me to another thing that you talk about, which is consistency. What tips do you have for consistency for people? Yeah. So with consistency, you know, the smaller the habits, the better. And so there are some habits that, you know, you won't even notice a huge difference. But for example, drinking more water. So if you're super dehydrated, you're never going to be in the mood to work out. But if you set the goal of, okay, I'm going to drink X amount of water, or you just start including it more, 
then you'll automatically feel better for your workout. You know, it's like you're setting yourself up for success. And so I always try to ask people like, what habits are you already doing? And then maybe just building on those. So if their um, goal is in nutrition, it's like, okay, how can you add in more veggies, right? Like you're not focusing on taking away, but what are some things you can add? And same thing with exercise and movement. Okay, how can you add a little bit more walking? How can you get in a few extra thousand steps per day, right? So it's all about the little changes and then trying to add them into something that you're already doing. Yep, that all makes sense to me. So I have one more question for you, but before we get to that, tell everybody how they can find you and how they can listen to your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called Girls Gone Healthy and you can find it on any streaming service. And then you can find me on Instagram at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. So that's where I post all the updates, all my courses, everything that you'd need to know. So come check it out. Very cool. So the last question I ask on every podcast is Power Up Your Performance is all about learning how to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. What are three traits that you believe all champions possess? Yeah, so the first one that I think is really important is a positive outlook. So if you're not enjoying what you're doing, if you're not enjoying the process, it's just going to drag on, right? It's always going to feel like you're forcing it. It's not enjoyable. um, And you're just not going to be motivated. So I think that's the first one. Then the second one is action-oriented. So even though I talked a lot today about the education behind why you're doing things and how to feel your body, you just have to go out and do it a lot of the times, right? You can't be stuck in like analysis by paralysis, right? Um, Like with you were saying with the intervals, right? You weren't sitting there like, how can I do three miles in this crazy heat? Like I can't, I give up, right? No, you're like, okay, how do I adjust it? So I think that's super important is action oriented. And then the last one, is being your own biggest advocate. So no one knows you better than you do. So if you're working with a trainer or you're trying to get information and you're like, oh, I heard here that I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z, and that's just not doing it for you. You're not reacting while you're not feeling good. You know yourself best. So you have to put that above anything else. I love all of that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I hope everybody goes over and checks out your podcast too. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Isn't Emily amazing? Be sure to head over to girlsgonehealthy.com or search for her podcast by name wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're closer to my age and have young women in your life, maybe a daughter or a granddaughter, send them Emily's way. I love what she has to say and it is so refreshing to hear someone who really understands what it takes to achieve results. As Emily said, it's not about what you look like, or the number on the scale. It's about feeling your best and giving your body what it needs so you have the energy to do the things you enjoy. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week 
and I will catch you next Tuesday.